0: Hello, everybody. My guest today is Bruce Jaffe. He's the president and CEO of a company called Donuts. Before joining Donuts in 2017, he founded Three Point Group, focusing on investing in and advising early stage and growth technology companies. From 1995 to 2008, he held various positions at Microsoft, including corporate vice president and CFO of Microsoft's online division. Bruce, are you ready to take us to the top? Uh, You bet. Let's go. All right. So you go from from Microsoft to, to Donuts. What does Donuts do besides make us really hungry? And how do you make money?
1: Uh, well, I you know I didn't go directly from Microsoft to Donuts. I had a little bit of time in between where I uh, went from the big company and stair stepped down to some more entrepreneurial adventures. Uh, but specifically around Donuts, we are the world's largest portfolio of new top level domains. So think of that as domains such as .dot coffee, .dot life, .dot today, news, etc., etc., etc. We have about two hundred and forty of them and uh, the world is just starting to use them, and we're excited to provide them for people to own and build their digital identities.
0: How do you buy those? Like, how did you get the rights to own those over somebody, you know, Joe Schmo?
1: This is, I think we're on for about 15 minutes, and we don't have time for all of that. About uh, maybe five, 10 years ago, the governing body of the internet, which is ICANN, decided that they were going to provide new choice and opportunity for domains, and they set forth a process so that these new domains could uh, be brought to market. And we had a bunch of industry veterans who uh, knew, knew of this, knew of the, uh, the opportunity,
0: and then participated in the process. Interesting, okay, it was literally that. It's more about managing the bureaucracy than it is about having a boatload of cash to play with or anything like that.
1: Uh, well, we did need to raise a lot of money in order to apply for these licenses. How much? Uh, well, we have raised in total about 150 million. Okay. Uh, that was in part to uh, secure the licenses. And then you had to go into, and it's many of these we needed to actually bid on to win in an, in, in an auction. And so it took a lot of capital to get this going.
0: Interesting. Now what's the model? So, so like when I, you know, I use HostGator to buy domain names is the way you make money. Whenever I select a, you know, Nathan dot com forward slash today com, you know, or sorry. Dot today, you get a cut of that. How do you actually make that money?
1: Uh, right we are a wholesaler and we will sell to a retailer such as hostgator or Squarespace or GoDaddy. so that, that's exactly right
0: interesting and and can you I mean can you help us really understand the economics on that if I mean Kim let's use an example if I want to buy Nathan Lacka dot today and I'm right. paying hostgator 12 bucks a year for that domain what do you get right well I think you should buy that
1: not only hypothetically uh so basically, we set we have a price that we sell to them, and then all the retailers, as in most industries, uh, have flexibility in terms of what they then sell to the to the end user. And so, you know, some some have a higher margin, and some have a lower margin. It just is where they are their position in the market.
0: Interesting. Now, do you have? I mean, once you put up the upfront cost to own all the dot coffee or dot today. I mean, right. you don't have a growing kind of cost structure, right? I mean, you own all the potential letter combinations that come before that dot coffee, right? That's correct.
1: Really, the, the amazing thing about the business is we, we really have unlimited
0: inventory. It's infinite. You know? Yeah.
1: Now, it gets uh, arguably less relevant as the namespace gets filled, which is exactly the reason why our product was invented, is because the namespace in many of the, the, the legacy domains uh, you know, was starting to get saturated. And, and so, that, so, but on the other hand, you're right. We can produce on the fly a new piece of inventory if it's, uh, you know, if a customer says, I would like Nathan.today or Nathan.social or Nathan.games, we will make that and then we sell it. And so the co- our marginal cost is extremely low.
0: How do you get perfectly competitive pricing, especially on like in, in uh, like high demand names? Do you have humans go, oh, ketchup.today is going to be hot, sell it for a million? Or do you have like AI that kind of predicts that stuff?
1: Uh, well, exactly both. We have uh, looked at and done our best job uh, of, of pricing and saying what's a premium name and then at what level. Uh, but you're right. We are putting a lot of statistics and machine learning and AI to figure out all sorts of things, whether it's pricing or renewal rates or how to best uh, market and sell. And So that's a big part of our investment. Is around getting smart around data.
0: People listening are going, Nathan. Why are you having this guy on? I get no SEO juice if I bought a, if I buy a dot today. I have to get a dot com. What would you respond?
1: Uh, I'd say that's not true. Uh, Google will say that that new TLD and legacy TLDs uh, they What's are TLD. In different, I'm sorry, top level domain. I hate it when I do, <laughs> do that. So whether uh, so so Google will say that there is no uh, different you know uh, bias one way or the other. Uh, you know, I think that over time we will find out, but but clearly if somebody is searching for something around coffee and .dot .coffee is the domain extension, then that's most likely going to be better, not worse.
0: Interesting. So, like, it, I'm going to make up a very specific example here just to try and play ball with you for a second. If I'm in Austin, Texas visiting and I'm staying downtown at the JW Marriott and I hate their coffee in the lobby, I just want to find a local coffee shop. I'm going to Google coffee shop near JW, or open my Google map and type, try, type coffee in there. I mean, will Google, if a local person listening to this right now in Austin goes and buys the, you know, austin.coffee domain, I mean, is there a really good shot they're gonna come up at one, or no?
1: Uh, I believe so. Let me give you an analogy here. So, uh, it's a local analogy. So, if you're in, uh, say, Munich, and you're looking to do a search, and you, uh, in, in a, in a search result comes up with a .de, you know, the German uh, domain extension, it's more likely that that's going to be a local shop than something that does it. And so that we know is true. And so we can speculate that, hey, this is going to work the same way.
0: Interesting. Um, okay, when did you launch the company?
1: So uh, again, I, I joined as CEO at the beginning of this year. Uh, the company itself was launched in sort of uh, 2010 ish. Um, and then they went through a process of raising capital and then applying for these licenses. And we didn't launch into the market until around 2013, 2014, when it really started uh, taking off.
0: Okay. And and define taking off. Like, is your model literally move as many freaking domains as you can? They're high margin. Or do you have any kind of SaaS model, predictable revenue, something on the back end?
1: It's both. It's both. We sell it's a recurring revenue business. So when someone buys a domain, they, they just like you do with Hostgator, you um, renew annually. And so our goal is to get them out there to get them used. and then once someone renews once, they're probably going to renew for a very long time. Uh, the, the cool thing is is that you might buy more extensions as well. And so as you build out your digital identity, you may say, hey, I want a dot social or I want a dot games or I want you know something a dot guru. Uh, the list goes on and on. And so we can actually actually sell more to the same
0: person over time. And what do you assume kind of the average? And I won't use like not what do you assume HostGator pays you per month, but what right. what you make for from the end end person per month. Is it, you know, a, a, a dollar, 10 cents? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And so uh,
1: we so as you can imagine, we price these differently across the different domains that we have. But, you know, you can use a twenty dollar uh, figure as a good average for what we make per year per domain
0: oh really wow that's way higher than i would have thought okay interesting now you're taking average though because you have premium domain names right Uh, yeah exactly okay interesting so so that might now are you seeing a very typical markup in terms of what squarespace is marking up versus hostgator versus other folks
1: well uh there are some there are some industry norms and I'd say that that many uh, and I think this is where the world is going to are going to going to bundle it in with another set a set of services and so the markup is actually embedded in I'm just going to get my hosting or I'm going to get my email or, or, or I'm going to get whatever new service and, and the price will be in the solution as opposed to sort of this unbundled by the domain and by all these other other pieces and I think that's probably where the world's going.
0: CRMs might be the tool that I fight with the most. I just haven't found one that I really liked. I don't know if you guys are the same way, but they're just so tricky. And a while ago, I had a guy named John Lee on my show. He's the CEO of ProsperWorks. And he told me they just passed 40,000 customers and 24 million in annual revenue. So they're doing about $286,000 in revenue per employee. And I said, wow, why is this working? And I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I went to prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM signed up and it immediately became clear why it worked. Those of you that love growth hacking, you should go to that link just to see how they do the onboarding. That's prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. In short, it's like magic. You know, I'm not the guy that you know, finishes the sales call, and then takes the time to actually put data into the CRM. They have this magical way of just doing it. And it's a beautiful thing. So every morning when I wake up, I just go, okay, what leads are ProsperWorks telling me to reach out to because they're most likely to close and it works so well. And you guys know I love money and I love only focusing on the leads that are going to close. So I encourage you to try ProsperWorks or sponsoring the show. Check them out at prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. Folks, that's again, prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. Now, do do you go direct to consumer at all or no? It's all through partners.
1: Uh, We do have a registrar, which is like a a go daddy. It's called name.com. Uh, it's out of Denver. It's a great business. Uh, and so we do have a division that goes direct.
0: Okay, interesting. But so the you... bulk of our
1: business is is going through the channel. Sorry to interrupt. Going okay. through the channel and, and working with our partners to really scale this out on a global basis.
0: The reason I ask you is your partners, they'll still feed you like churn data and stuff, right? Or do you have to use that sample cohort that you own direct to consumer to then project and extrapolate across the partner base?
1: Well, we uh, since we are running the domain itself for the customer end user, we actually have to turn it off and turn it on, so we know what churn it is uh, to at a, at a very, very detailed level.
0: What is it annually?
1: So the first year, you're hoping that a uh, you know it's a 70 percent probability that uh, the domain will get renewed, and then after that, it ticks up into the eighties and nineties over the course of time.
0: That's healthy. So it is,
1: it's high.
0: Okay, yeah. so minimum. Different, different
1: parts, yeah. Different parts of the world have different renewal rates and they buy for different reasons and whatnot, but you blend it together. It's somewhere in that range.
0: Yeah. So, so, so minimum you're doing 70% renewal, but again, after that year one, year two kind of customer journey, you're pumping that way up.
1: Yeah, that's right. Now, if you do specials to try to move a lot of product into the market, those renewal rates will probably go down at first. And, and there's a lot of tinkering that you can do
0: with that. Yeah. Now let me ask you, are you right now? I imagine you're just focused on market share as many consumers as possible versus developing additional products to upsell and drive more wallet share across your current customer base if i forced you to pick which would you pick
1: the, i can't pick between the two you do both. we have we have the luxury of doing both i think i actually think they, the reason is because they go hand in hand right the uh, providing more users out there who see a dot social being used makes folks get social proofs and gives people familiarity with the product right? And so that'll give more confidence and more demand uh, for the core product. And I think one of the ways to do that is to innovate and build solutions that go beyond an email address or a website address. And and we have lots of ideas on how to do that. And to just to keep up with the movement of, of the online world.
0: That's interesting. Now, where are you at right now in terms of reach? How many kind of end customers have gone or some way touched donuts? Uh, well, I want we to ask have, that a question that That was so fun to say how many touch donuts. This is great. <laughs> so, uh,
1: well, they touch our individual products. Like as you yeah. know, you people know donuts itself. <laughs> uh, we have on the, for these domains,
0: we've sold, we have about 3 million of them out there. Wow. Right now. That's amazing. And so it is big. that's really, really big. Now, now can I take that 3 million and multiply times the 20 you gave me earlier to kind of back into annual revenue? Is that generally accurate or no? You
1: could probably do that.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing this on the fly, but I mean, that puts you somewhere around, I think 60 million in ARR, right? Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, I imagine you're probably above that. If you tie in some of your other products, you're upselling and stuff, right? Yeah, that's right. Interesting. And what's the growth look like? I mean, are you doubling year over year, 50%, 10%? What's it look like?
1: Well, uh, I don't know if you saw, but we recently won or worth Was I would say. one? we were on the top of the list of the Deloitte fast 500, and so we had a fifty-nine thousand percent growth rate over the course of the prior four years. Jeez, that's going to be difficult to continue.
0: You can't law of large numbers. That's very hard. Oh, that's large numbers. <laughs> what was it just over the past twelve months? Would you say
1: the well? Again, this so we, we it, it's 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 hard to say because we uh, we bought a public company called RightSide. And so we acquired them. And so once you you add the organic and inorganic together, it's, it becomes a little less meaningful. But we're seeing high growth.
0: Yeah, I mean, can I generally quantify that? Say between fifty and ninety percent year over year is high growth. No, we're
1: not not at that clip.
0: Okay, that got it. it. So can't, twenty to fifty.
1: Yeah, yeah, somewhere in that range.
0: Somewhere in that range. Okay, fair enough. Good. Okay, um, acquisition. Why'd you make the acquisition?
1: Uh, well, I think it's the it's it's the standard reasons for acquisitions, which is. We could drive a whole lot of of synergy value with the two entities that' were operating in a similar space, but also we could just be more bigger and more meaningful in the market and with our channel partners. And so having a broader set of portfolio a broader portfolio of products uh, and deeper is just part of our core strategy. You know we have a, 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 you know, a set of strategic initiatives around being a great uh, operating company be a great innovating company and being a great accumulating company of more products and and, and solutions for us to sell.
0: Is this um, is this a model? I mean, direct is not your main model, but is there a way you still think about CAC and relative to LTV and what you'd like to get in terms of payback period or or you don't look at those numbers because you're not direct?
1: Uh, We focus less on that and we work with our channel partner to make sure that they're effective. So we will support them with programs and we do some first-party marketing, but it's really about how do we get uh, the, the channel and our partners out there uh, selling and promoting and, and just being a big supporter of our product.
0: Yeah. Lifetime value, though. Uh, do you assume these folks stay with you like 7, 10, 20 years? How do you back into that without lying to yourself?
1: Well, we're, we, we don't have that data, right? Because <laughs> we haven't been around that long. I think there's some analogies with the, uh, with the legacy domains you know that have been out for a long time and people can stay a long time I, I don't think we've built our model on the the notion that we have to have a seven to ten year life of a customer in order to to, to make money we like the model where we are we're you know seeing nice healthy growth and a nice uh, margin structure already so uh, you know i i think the lifetime value It's something we'll refine over time, but we don't drive our business based on that.
0: Yeah. I mean, even at a minimum where you said you're only retaining 70% of folks in year one, even if you assume churn stays that bad throughout the lifetime, I mean, you still have got them at least for three years, right? At that $20 point. So the math, the math works.
1: That's right. That's
0: right. Do you have, do you, have you negotiated these relationships? So you have the ability to go direct to the customer that signed up for dot coffee via HostGator, or you always have to push future products through HostGator?
1: Uh, yeah, that's correct. The latter. We don't. Uh, HostGator has a relationship with a customer and, uh, and, and we do not.
0: Interesting. And are there different margin structures depending on what you're trying to upsell or no, you kind of stick to the original agreement?
1: The, well, we, for, uh, time will tell. Right? right now, we sell primarily the domains. And so we wholesale and, and then they will retail. Uh, we're looking to find solutions and partnerships where we maybe have a tighter collaboration and we solution sell in the market. And then those splits might be different. But right now, it's a wholesale retail relationship that's very predictable.
0: Yep. OK, last set of questions here, Bruce, before we, uh, okay. before we wrap up. What's your sure. team size today?
1: Oh, uh, let's see. We're a little over 100 people. 100 folks. And where are you based? We've got an office in Dublin, an office in Denver, and then the bulk of the folks are in, in here and out in Seattle. Seattle Washington good
0: spot to be all right let's let's wrap up here Bruce with the famous five quick answers number one what's your favorite business book Moneyball. (laughs) that's a good one number two is there a CEO you're following or studying right now
1: you know that's a tough one I will say that uh, he's not a CEO but he's a great leader and a great general manager I think Steve Kerr is doing a fantastic job
0: which company is he at
1: he is the coach of the Golden State Warriors.
0: I'm going, I was gonna say that name for whatever reason I've heard, and it's because of the Ball Brothers thing recently that I read Steve Kerr's name. <laughs> Probably,
1: right. yeah. he does a great job of just getting the most out of people and assembling a great team, and I'm really impressed with that.
0: There's something to be said for that. Uh, number three, what's your favorite online tool? I've been using
1: Slack lately, and uh, it just really does a great job for, for everything we do inside the company, so I love that.
0: How many hours of sleep are you getting every night?
1: Uh, it varies, but I sleep pretty well. I probably get eight or nine hours of sleep.
0: That's great. And uh, situation, Bruce, married, single, have kids? Uh, I am married with children. How many kids?
1: Oh, boy,
0: four. <laughs> Do you own all of their domain names? <laughs>
1: the, uh, There's a domain name, at least one domain name for every child. If they don't have one, I'm going to go get them tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: much. And how old are you, Bruce?
1: Oh, my goodness. I am now... 50, I don't count every day, 64, 53.
0: 53. Last question. Take us back 33 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew?
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, two things be confident and wear sunscreen.
0: there you guys have it from bruce had a lot of success at microsoft and other places before joining donuts just about a year ago they are those guys behind those weird dot domain names but they're getting more and more popular you've seen them uh you know dot coffee dot today dot news they have uh they were founded back in 2010 currently have a team of 100 folks between dublin denver and seattle healthy economics year one retention over 70 percent grows to 80 90 percent in years two three four onwards after that each customer is worth about 20 bucks a year for them Uh, which is great. Obviously that's an average across basic domains up to their premium ones, 3 million customers. So doing about, you know, call it 60 million a year, above 60 million a year in revenue growing, call it 20 ish, maybe 25, 30% year over year, but in the delayed 500 recently. So lots of good growth over the past four years, Bruce, thank you for taking us to the top.
1: Thank you very much.